The Earth is flat. I just wanted everybody to know. You've all been lied to. This program is brought to you by the makers of Did You Kiss Your Mother With That Mouth? Enjoy! The wife creeps into the living room. She moves her flashlight around the room, bumping into boxes, and even looking in the corners in the ceiling. No sign of an owl. She looks out the window. Nothing but the moonlight shining in. No owl. The hooting and screeching continues. She looks behind the boxes. Therapeutic Nonsense with Jack Glenn is now available to listen on Spotify. I'm not the biggest fan of therapists for several reasons. Um, <laughs> however, um, I think they're they're helpful. You know, when when you're going through something or like you just need to get something off your chest. Um, but like, I think there's like this like weird stigma about them like um, having to like fix people right that are like supposedly broken but they're not well one they're not broken right i think people are broken that's not a thing um and that's not like a humpty dumpty situation and you can't just like they're broken you can't really put them back together right so i don't think anyone's broken 
But um, I think like the main job of like a psychologist or like a, a psychiatrist is mainly just to observe, right? And then pose questions. And through that, you kind of discover something that you didn't really see, whether it's in your own life or um, just what you're feeling in that moment. Um, I remember I was watching a show, there's a lot of shows, like, where you have, you always have someone, like, laying on the couch, or, like, laying, um, just, like, laid out on, like, some kind of, like, futon or whatever, with their head laid back, and they're like, okay, doc, give it to me straight, what's wrong with me? But I don't think there's anything wrong, you know? Or maybe there's something wrong. I don't know. It's not my life. I had a therapist once when I was little. For maybe like two weeks. Um, <laughs> once my mom realized she was like, she was paying for an overpriced therapist. Uh, that wasn't really doing a whole lot. So she hopped out of that one as quick as possible. But um, I did learn a few things, you know. They uh they always they always ask you like, you know, cause like it's not like they like googled me ahead of time, right? I think it's different for like people who are like in the, in the limelight. And, like people that are, relatively well known. Like if Elon Musk had a therapist, right? The problem with that is that they already know a little bit about you. Right. So like if they're trying to get to usually what they try to do is get to know more about you before they start to see some kind of um, pattern or some sort of um, mannerism that they can pull from and see if there's like, they, they try, they're always observing, they're always trying to see something, right? To go, to, to work off of, like if they can't. And I feel like there's, there's flaws in that, obviously. Um, Cause then it comes to like assuming things that may or may not be true. Or they'll, they'll, they'll try to push you, depending on the therapist, like depending on how much they actually care about their job, they'll push you far enough. They really want you to see what they're seeing, but what they're seeing may not always be what is there. So, you know, there's pros and cons to it. I think you can help when you're going through a rough time. There's some kind of like trauma But, you know, then again, you might feel like a crazy person going into, like, a doctor's office. So, you know, pick your battles. Up to you. Whether you want to try therapy or not. It's good for some. It's not for everybody. It's like it's like college. It's not for everybody. You can choose to go to college. It's up to you. Um, you know, like... Finding some sort of, like, equilibrium with yourself, you know, or some sort of success or some kind of goal that you're trying to reach. It's not, it's never a one-way street, you know, there's never one way to go through doing things. There's more than one avenue, you know, there's always more than one street, there's more than one lane. 
to turn into. Yeah, even when they keep adding lane, <laughs> they keep adding lanes. You know, trying to like alleviate the flow of traffic, but it's not working. It just makes traffic worse. And you have people who like try to merge into lanes and like don't put their blinker on. It's so irritating. It's not the point. It's not important. Just wanted to point that out. Especially in Georgia, like people, <laughs> people can't drive anymore. They don't know how to drive. It's like they learned how to drive and they like just threw all they learned out the window and they drive like madmen. But it's life. That's how it be. That's all I have to say about therapy. But it does that much. Not much more to say about therapy. You could try it for yourself or not. It's up to you. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it later in life. Get older and have, you know, sustainable income. Because I'm not going to pay for a therapist and then <laughs> go broke before I really get something out of it. But the moral of the story is therapy exists. Yep, it exists. It's real. It's a real thing. Yep. Hey, Doc. How you doing? Eh? Good? Yeah. I'm doing alright myself. I've been doing a lot of thinking, Doc. Since the last time we talked, I was thinking about what you said about about me being a fighter and and how that had a lot to do with the relationship with my father. You know, you might have been on to (laughs) something. It's hard for me to admit. My father was in the military about uh, 20 years or so. I was growing up in the slums in New York. We fought for everything we had. Me, my mother, my sister, my brother, and Charlie. He was a little bit younger than me. We didn't have much, but uh, we managed. We picked up the scraps that we could find in the street. But uh, we were good. But uh, my father came home. He wasn't the same. Different. His mannerism, there's something off about him, you know. Like he, he lost himself at war or something. He never talked about it. Well, 
before he lost his mind. <laughs> he did tell me something. He told me, no matter what happens, you keep fighting. You fight the good fight, man. Be a good kid. You fight for this family. I won't always be here. thing I heard from him. I had to be the fighter in the family. So yeah, I fought a lot. fighter so I, I worked my way up the ranks and, you know, I had my own crew <laughs> you know I had, I had guns and and drugs and money and women you know, I had any I had everything you could have asked for but something was missing Mafia, things started to get a little intense. You know, the cops were on our asses. I didn't know how long this was gonna last. So, before things got too heated, I left. I left the Mafia for good. You know, I got a good, steady job sitting on a desk in a cubicle. I file paperwork and I type words on a computer. But I, what I always wanted is, is that what my father wanted. Me to be sitting in a desk filing paperwork. But uh, it paid the bills, you know. It paid the bills. But it got to a certain point when it's not what I wanted for myself anymore. So after a few years, I quit my job. I quit my desk, my cubicle. You know, I said goodbye to a, a year and a half relationship with Jeanette. This girl named Jeanette, you know, she, she was a smoker. And I don't smoke, so it didn't work out. We were going in two different directions, you know. I was I was going to the path of a fighter, and she was going down the path of a smoker. It was, it was probably gonna have lung cancer soon or something. I don't know. I mean, who am I to judge, right? Anyway, I decided uh wanted to take this fighting thing seriously. Decided to be a professional boxer. Yeah, I walked into the, the nearest gym. It was it was called Joe's Gym. 
very simple, not nothing too flashy. You know, I saw a punching bag, and I went at it. You know, everything that was on my mind, and just I let it out on that punching bag. And then you know, there was a guy named Joe, you know, from Joe's gym, and he sees me punching this bag really hard. You know. And he comes up to me and says, hey, you got a nice left hook there. I can show you a few pointers if you're really serious about this. I said, okay. (laughs) Why not, huh? What do I have to lose? Next thing you know, I had my first real fight. I was against this guy. Similar weight class, maybe a couple pounds more. He's a Russian dude. He came from the slums like me. He had a dog. His name was Fluffy. You know, and he would bring him to every fight for good luck or whatever. He had this weird look in his in his face, like he, like he wanted to kill me or something. <laughs> It was a little menacing, intimidating, but I, I tried to ignore it, you know, for the fight. I think he was trying to get in my head or whatever. So I, I talked to Joe before the fight. I said, "Hey, are you sure I should do this?" You know. And he looked me in the eye. He said, "Are you a fighter or not?" And I looked up at the ceiling. With the giant hole in it. I remember when my father told me that I had to be the fighter. So I took on the fighter, the Russian guy. And it lasted about two rounds before I got knocked the hell out. Literally knocked out of the ring. I fell through the ropes. <laughs> I looked like a sausage after that fight. I couldn't feel anything. I swear my, my jaw was broken. My nose was out of place. I thought it was a goner. Doctor told me I was gonna be okay. But after that fight, something told me I didn't. I didn't always have to be this way, a fighter. And I thought about you, what you said last week uh, about. What if, you know, my father was still alive, but I always want to fight all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, can I really make that call? Who knows? I could still be fighting. 
always feel like I have to prove something to him, you know? I just want him to be proud of me. Like I'm not good enough for something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're the doctor, right? <laughs> you tell me what I'm supposed to do. Kinda lost here, Doc. I pay a lot of money for this shit. Least you can do is give me some answers. Okay. Really? You know, I never thought of it like that. Huh. Oh, when you put it like that, puts a lot of things in perspective. Well, you got a point there, Doc. <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't look like I'm from New York, do I? Yeah, people tell me all the time, man, like, hey, you don't look like what you sound like. And I was like, I know. <laughs> it's almost like I'm doing an accent, you know? You got any coffee? can use some coffee right now. Yeah, just to wake up, you know. Wouldn't hurt. No caffeine. No decaf. No cappuccino. A mocha something. Anything. No, you don't? Okay. That's fine. I'll go pick up some on the way out, eh? Thanks for this talk, Doc. I really appreciate it. You're a good listener, you know? <laughs> you don't talk a lot. I don't know too many therapists. They don't... They don't talk to their patients. It's kind of creepy, you know. You should work on that. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm late for the subway. Forget about it. Okay, what do I need on the list? Uh, stick of dynamite. Actually, let me get two sticks of dynamite. Uh, I need like one of those like bullet cartridges. Uh, I need a bow and arrow. You got a flamethrower? Yeah, I need that too. Yeah, just, just throw that in there. Uh, uh, let me 
we get let me get like one turkey. Just like one turkey. Yeah, like the whole thing. Like um I'd rather have it alive, I'd like to kill it myself, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll take care of that. Thanks. Yeah, I got it. I got the cleaver and everything. Got a cage for him. I'll, I'll, I'll treat him right. You know, give him a proper burial in my stomach. Uh, yeah, let me get some Twinkies. Uh, a couple Black and Miles. Uh, not for me, I don't smoke. We had a couple pocket knives. You know, you never know, you know. Um, got some C4? No? Okay. Oh, you ran out? Fresh out? Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, that's what that bank robbery was about. When they blew up the bank. Right, right, right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, okay, well, in that case... Um, let me get number three. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll supersize it. Oh, no. It's my cheat day. I mean, every day is my cheat day, but you get it. I don't gain weight, so don't judge me. It's not like I'm fat. I mean, like, I'm fat, but I'm not fat. You know what I mean? I'm not the kind of fat you think. Like, you're... Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that part. It's not important. Just let me get number three. Supersize that bitch. And we'll move on. Um, I'm going in a circle now. Okay. Let's see. What else do I want? Uh, let me get a $50 gift card to David Buster's. Again, it's not for me. So, my kid. Um, about, uh, well, what if I trade it for a Honda, then what? Would you be okay with that? No. No, you're not okay with that? Okay, that's fine. I'll live. No, no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. No. I just have to deal with it. I don't like it, but you know, it's what it is. And what can I do about it, right? I'm just one man. One broken man. Well, on the bright side, pocket knives are going to come in handy really well. I'll explain it in the car. I'll explain it in the car. 
Well, that's not really the point, you know? I think it's... No, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, really. Like I said, I'll explain it in the car. It's hard to explain, but I'll explain it. I'll, I'll put it in, like, third grade terms for you. Is that okay? Perfect. That's great. All right. Take care now. All right. All right. Love you too, Mom. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Settle down now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thanks. Settle down. Please. Especially you. I think you've been drinking.